Good morning, my brothers and sisters. It is July the 23rd, 2020. It's the 131st day of the quarantine. You may have noticed sometimes I get the days wrong. Anyway, uh, we are on a chronological walk through the New Testament, and today we're going to be in Luke chapter 9. Last, we were actually in the Old Testament because the New Testament referred to it, and we had left Naaman, who was heading back from Israel to Syria, and he was taking some dirt with him. And we are going to dovetail off of the dust of Israel, and we're going to find the same dust in a different story here today in Luke chapter 9, verse 1. This is a story about Jesus sending out the 12 apostles. Let me read it, just six verses. And he called the 12 together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Mark says even unclean spirits. Verse 2, and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. And he said to them, take nothing for your journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, and do not have two tunics. And whatever house you enter, stay there, and from there depart. And when, and wherever, location, they do not receive you, when you leave that town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. There's the dust part. And they departed, and they went through the villages, preaching the gospel in healing everywhere. So what I find most, bunch of things that are amazing, but one thing is the state of the disciples, the maturity of the disciples at this point in time. This is one of the things that's helpful about a chronological walk. So we know that when Peter was walking on the water, he was condemned for having little faith. Uh, when they fed the 5,000 uh, in another account, uh, their hearts were hardened. Uh, certainly their minds were closed to understand the scriptures because that's one of the last things that happens to these guys. They were still hoping for a political king. And even most amazing, I think, is that Judas was part of the 12. So these are very unworthy, you know, these are not the the 12 apostles that are, you know, lining up on St. Peter's Basilica in their mature state. These are a bunch of knuckleheads. And so the other thing that is interesting about them is is the not part of of that's in here. First of all, they don't go to they, they don't go to training school, they don't go to seminary. They just hit the road with the Lord's blessings. They didn't call themselves, they got called. They certainly wouldn't have gathered in this group of 12. Some of them were like-minded fishermen, but then there were some that were that would never have even talked to each other. They certainly didn't have any healing uh, ability. You know, some of them were very simple uh, uh, people, uh, almost with a reputation as being uh, knuckleheads and simple people. They certainly didn't make the kingdom. They didn't make this power. And then Jesus says, I want you to be totally on the edge for this particular trip. Uh, No staff, so no protection, I think, is what a big stick would give you. Uh, no bags, so no provisions, no background, no resources, no bread, no snacks. Don't even bring any snacks. So there's perhaps hunger ahead and 
uh, and no money, which is kind of what separates you from hardship sometimes, and no second tunic. So he's possibly saying, you're going to be cold, you're going to be hungry, you're going to be attacked, or I'm going to protect you from all those things and show you my great power over demons, disease, unclean spirits, and uh, and also of this nebulous kingdom that is that keeps expanding. So he puts them on the edge, and they're apparently available, obedient, and they do this, and they have uh, great success. So it's certainly not by their uh, power. The other thing that is amazing to me is the transferability of this power. So we have uh, knuckleheads on the edge, sent out, and successful. So... They departed, went through the villages, preaching the gospel, healing everywhere, doing exactly what Jesus said to do. Uh, So this amazing power that Jesus had, which he had by this time established very clearly, lots of healing and uh, lots of miracles. Apparently this power is uh, infinitely transferable to a bunch of guys who, uh, you know, really haven't shown a lot of reason to deserve it. So what a God that we have. Um, the final point is the uh, is the agency that the people who were supposed to be receiving. So the key word from a uh, action point for for the people that hear the word and hear the message and hear and receive the people. So when we say, uh, verse 5 says that wherever they do not receive you, when you leave that town, shake off the dust. So what does receiving mean? It means receiving this kingdom. It means receiving his word, Old Testament, New Testament. It Receiving his message, it is ultimately good news. There's some bad news parts of it, uh, i.e. you're a sinner. Uh, but then there's good news. It's receiving the person who are bringing the gospel uh, pastors and and the, the, the like. It's receiving the history of the and the people of God. So when we receive, it's a it's a big ask when we say receive. John one twelve. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So maybe today is your day. Uh, imagine a disciple knucklehead disciple shows up on your doorstep in your town doing these miraculous works, uh, which they, which he kind of is here now in this story. We all have a uh, ability to believe the story or not believe the story. So let's receive him today. Lord, I receive you. I receive the story. I believe the story. I believe your people. I believe you, you work with these guys on the edge who had just a smidgen of faith enough to be obedient. Amen.